Hi there, are you ready to learn some of the most useful phrasal verbs in the English language? In this English video, I will teach you some phrasal verbs that might be new to you and some that might be review, but all of the phrasal verbs on this list are useful for your everyday conversation. So let's get started. Let's learn some phrasal verbs which contain in. To opt in. When you opt in to something, it means you say that you consent to doing it or you choose the option and agree to it. Oftentimes, when we are filling out forms online, there will be an option to opt into something. For instance, when you purchase something from a store online, usually there is a box that you can check that says you opt in to receive the weekly newsletter. The opposite of opting into something is, of course, opting out of it, which would mean to not agree or not consent to it. To see in. When you see in, it means you have a small view of something that you can look with your eyes into. Now, we're going to talk about the difference between seeing in and looking in. When you see something, it means you're just looking with your eyes. You just happen to see it. Sometimes if you're trying to figure out if a store is open or closed, it might be hard to see in the window to figure out if there's anyone inside. So if there's a small window, you might look and you might be able to see in. To look in means to briefly check or examine something. Now, emphasis on quickly check it. So the difference between to see with your eyes and to look is when you're looking at something, you're examining it and you're probably touching it or getting really close to it to investigate as well. So you might say, I can't see into the window. This just means your eyes can't see it. But if you need to go find something, you might say, I need to go look in the fridge to see if we have any fresh vegetables. This means you're going to examine the fridge. You might move some things around when you open it to find the vegetables. You're going to look in. To sit in. When you sit in a meeting or an event, it usually means that you are not an active participant. You are just observing. You're just there. You're sitting in. So sometimes in colleges and universities in the United States, you have the opportunity to sit in on classes that you're not registered for or you're not actually in the class. You are not a part of the class, but you can just sit in the lecture, which means you'll just be listening and not participating. You won't have to do the quizzes or exams because you're not actually registered or signed up for the class. You're just sitting in. So you could sit in on a meeting, which just means that you are going to observe the meeting. Turn in. When you turn in something, you either hand it to someone or you submit it online. When you, again, are in a college, your professor or your lecturer might tell you when you need to turn in an assignment. So this is the day that the assignment needs to be submitted by. Or you could say, I thought I turned it in on time. That means I thought I submitted the assignment or the document on time. Now let's talk about some important phrasal verbs with the particle out. To opt out of something means the exact opposite of opting into it. Except when you opt out, you have to make sure that you explicitly say or you make it clear that you do not consent to something. So there's usually an option to opt out or decline something if it's on a form or on some sort of online registration. A lot of times in the United States, we don't have government health care. So your health care comes through your employer. So you can sign up and they give a portion of the money that they pay you 
to pay for your health care, or you can opt out of the health care, which means that maybe you get health care from the person you're married to, they have health care through their work and they have a family plan, or you have some other health care, so you're opting out or declining your company's health insurance or health care. See out. So we can talk about see out in two different ways. We can say that we can see out of a window, which means we are able to look with our eyes out of a window. Or we can talk about when we're seeing someone out, which means we're walking them out of a meeting or we're walking them out of a building or we're making sure that they get out of our house safely and we're just being friendly. A really common phrase with this phrasal verb is to say, I will just see myself out. That means I don't need to be walked out. I'll just go. Or if you have a friend to your house and you want to walk them to their car out of your house, you can say, I will see you out. Watch out. This is a very, very important phrasal verb, which means be cautious or be alert. So if you have a friend that's going camping, you might tell them, watch out for bears. This means be cautious in case there's bears in the woods because in many places in the United States, there are black bears in the woods. Or you can use this phrase, watch out very urgently. If something is flying through the air, you tell your friend, watch out. That means look out, you know, be careful because something is going to hit you. This is a very, very important phrasal verb, watch out. To click out. When you click out of something, it means you close an application or you close a window on your computer. And this is mainly used for computers, not tablets or smartphones, because we use a mouse. We used to use a physical mouse most of the time on our laptops or computers. The other day, I was buying a gift for someone and they were coming up behind me. So I clicked out of the window very quickly. This means you close the window very quickly. Wash out. When you wash out something, you clean out dirt or anything that's dirty or impure inside of a glass, or you could wash out a shirt, or you could wash out any sort of container. A really important example of this phrasal verb that comes to my mind is when I have coffee in a coffee cup, I wash it out really good so that if I want to have tea later, I don't taste the coffee from earlier. So you need to wash it out with water and soap so that your tea doesn't taste like coffee. Or if you have some stains on your shirt, you got very dirty, you could say, I need to wash out the stains in the laundry. Dump out. When you dump out a container, it means you quickly take everything out. You put it all out of the container because you, maybe you're trying to find something or maybe you just need it out very quickly. When I was a kid, I had a very disorganized backpack and when I needed to find something, I would literally have to dump out my backpack, which means turn it upside down and have everything come out in order to find something. Luckily, as an adult, I'm much more organized. I would not have to dump out my backpack anymore. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pour out. We use pour out when we're talking about liquids. You can say I'm going to dump out this water, but you can also say I'm going to pour out this water. You can only use pour when you're talking about liquids or something that comes out like a liquid. This phrasal verb is used a lot when cooking. So you'll have a recipe that might say pour a cup of milk into the soup or pour the salt into the soup. Salt is not technically a liquid, but you could say pour it in there or you could just say dump it in there. Set out. When you set out to do something, you begin a journey with an intention or a task that you have to do. At the beginning of a trip, you might say we are setting out on our trip today. That means you're setting out to go on a trip somewhere. Or in movies, the characters might be setting out on a mission. That means they are beginning a mission. Maybe they're going to save someone. For me, I'm setting out to have a million subscribers on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed to English with Kayla and you like this video. Let out. When you let out someone or something, you are letting them come out out of a small confined situation or a small confined room or container. For instance, you might need to go home to let out your dogs. That means you need to let out your dogs outside to go to the bathroom or to stretch out and get some exercise. When you are in school, you might get let out early. That means your teacher in the school releases all of the students outside of the building early for the day. Or if you're trapped inside of a room, you can say, let me out. And one other really important use of this phrasal verb is if you are trying to be quiet, but you have a sound that comes out of your mouth, you can say, I let out a sound. Or if you were trying to hold your cough, <laughs> you might accidentally let out a cough or a noise. Keep out. When you are trying to keep someone or something out, it means you're trying to prevent them from entering the space. This, again, is a super, super important phrasal verb because in the United States, when there is private property or a business or a building that you are not permitted or allowed to enter, there will often be a sign that says, keep out. This means do not go in there. You are not allowed to go in there. A good example of this is we try to keep out mice from our homes in the United States. So we use poison or we use traps in order to keep out the mice. Or there might be a construction zone that says keep out because there is machinery and equipment that could be dangerous to people if they enter the construction zone. Let's review some important phrasal verbs with on in them. Clip on. When something clips on, it attaches with what we call a clip. A really important example of this is when you have a badge or a name tag, it usually clips on to your shirt. This, of course, is different than sticking on. A clip is clipped on. And sometimes men who don't know how to tie a tie, especially young men, will wear a clip-on tie that just clips right onto their shirt. Add on. We use this phrasal verb add on when you need to add something in a situation that normally wouldn't be there or you can include something that would not normally be there. For instance, when you order food from a restaurant, especially takeout in the United States, they might ask you if you want to add on a dessert or add on an appetizer. So this is something that you did ask for 
but maybe they'll give you a deal if you add it on. And restaurants in the United States really, really believe in the power of suggestion, meaning if they ask you to add on a dessert, you probably are likely to say yes. Do you have a favorite sports team that you cheer on? When you cheer on someone or something like a team, it means you are hoping that they are successful or you're hoping that they win and you're letting everyone know. Last summer, I ran a race and my whole family was there to cheer me on. Or if you were watching the World Cup and you were from Argentina, of course, you were cheering on your team, which means you were letting everyone know that you wanted your team to win. You were actively supporting them. So you can use this in a casual conversation. If you're supporting someone, I'm cheering them on. Or you can use this in a more cheering sports situation where you're literally cheering and shouting for someone to win. Sleep on. So this is a phrasal verb, but this is actually an idiom too. When we say that we want to sleep on something, it means we want to give a decision time and we want to think about a decision that we're going to make to make sure that we truly believe in what we want to do and make sure that it's a good decision. Oftentimes, when you get a job offer, it's important to sleep on it for one night. That means give it one day to think about it and then accept or decline the job offer. Make sure that you sleep on important decisions. Keep on. When you tell someone to keep on, it means they should not quit even when faced with a challenge. A common phrase with this phrasal verb, keep on, is you say, I'm going to keep on trying even though it's difficult. Or if you want to tell someone that what they're doing is good, you can say, keep on doing that or keep on doing that good work. Drag on. When something drags on, it means it extends for a long period of time and it feels like it's taking a long time. And usually when something drags on, it means it's boring. So this is a negative phrasal verb. If you are working and you're in a business meeting and it's just so boring, it feels like it's lasting forever, you can say the meeting is dragging on. Or if you're trying to give a speech or a lecture and you want it to be interesting, but you don't want to talk for too long, you can say, I don't want to drag on. Take on. When you accept or assume responsibility for something, you are taking on the responsibility. Or you could say, I'm going to take on that challenge or take on that task. It means you're accepting it. It's important to be ambitious in your work and in your school. So if you can take on leadership, that is very important. That means you try to be the boss or the manager of something and you take it on. You take on the responsibility. Leave on. When you keep something the way it is, especially something that has electricity, you can say you are keeping it on. In the United States, we always say, don't keep on the lights if you're not home because it's wasting electricity. So when we say don't keep on the lights, it means turn them off and don't just leave without first turning off the electricity or the light switch. And of course, the opposite of leaving on something is leaving off something. So you could say, leave off the lights, I'm trying to sleep. That means don't turn on the lights in this room because I want it to be dark. Leave them off. Press on. There are two very useful definitions to this phrasal verb. First, we can press something on. So if something has stick to it, like tape, you could say, I'm going to press on that tape. 
or I'm going to press on your name tag, the name tag that sticks to your shirt. You can also use this phrase to mean don't give up. So even though English is difficult to learn and sometimes you feel like you're not getting better, it's important to press on. That means keep going even if it's challenging. Run on. When something runs on, it means we're talking about the duration of it. We often use this phrasal verb when it comes to speeches or presentations. So in the past tense, we can say their speech ran on for 40 minutes. That means the duration of their speech was 40 minutes. And usually if we're saying something ran on or something is running on, it's used in a negative way. It means it's taking up a lot of time unnecessarily. So you could say, their speech started to run on for so long that the audience lost their interest in it. Work on. When we want to say that we are dedicating some time and effort to something, we can say we are working on it. Or if you want to tell someone that you don't have the answer or you don't have the solution to something, but you're trying to find the answer or solution, you can use this phrasal verb. You can say we are working on it right now. In the United States, a lot of people, especially like myself, pick up our groceries from the store. So we just park our car and usually we send them a message on the phone and they bring out the groceries. Now today, I was waiting for my groceries and it took over a half an hour for them to bring the groceries out. And I didn't see anyone and I had my kids in the car. So I called them and they say, we are working on it. That means they don't have them ready, but they're trying to get them ready. And it turns out, that there was an error and they were super busy. So I was understanding. I never am rude to people, but it took them a long time to work on my groceries. Egg on. To egg on a behavior or a person means you're provoking them. You're encouraging whatever they're doing. And usually we use this phrasal verb when we're talking about negative or risky behavior. A lot of times when someone's doing something dangerous, let's say climbing a tree, and their friends are saying, yes, climb higher. It will say, hey, don't egg them on. That means don't encourage this behavior. Now that we've reviewed our phrasal verbs that end with on, let's switch to the particle off. The first phrasal verb is nod off. So when someone starts to sleep, we say they are nodding off. And of course, we had the president of the United States nod off during a UN meeting once, and it was so embarrassing. That means he started to fall asleep during the meeting. It was terrible. Tick off. There are two important meanings to this real verb. The first, if you tick off somebody, it means you annoy them or make them angry. Traffic was so bad, and I was starting to get really ticked off. This is an informal way to say I was getting upset and angry. Do not use ticked off in a formal situation to say you were angry. But in a formal situation, you can say tick off to mean check off or remove something from a list. For instance, you might be really busy at work and you could say I'm trying to tick off a few things off my list today. So this is used instead of saying check off or get done. Another way to say that we are annoyed is to say piss off or pissed off. If you are annoyed, you can say I am pissed off. If you make someone annoyed or angry, you can say I piss them off. <laughs> and of course, in the United States, piss off is used completely different than in the UK. And I'm not from the UK, 
So don't learn that definition from me if you are speaking English there. One way that you can really piss me off is being late when we have a set meeting time. Live off. When you want to say that you are depending on something, especially some money, you can say you are living off of it. In the United States, when people retire, they will live off their pension or we have a fund that we call our 401k. So that's money that we've been saving for many, many years that we can live off of when we stop working. So this means it would be enough money to sustain our needs like buying food and paying for a house and things like that. Call off. When you call off an event, it means you cancel it. Many times, a baseball game will get called off if there is too much rain, and especially if there is lightning. This means we cancel it. We say it's not going to happen. Pay off. If you want to say that something is going to result in success after hard work and effort, we can say it's going to pay off. This is a really, really useful phrasal verb because you're studying English and it's going to pay off because English is so useful, especially if you want to live in the United States. Layoff. When the economy is bad, there are going to be layoffs. This means there is going to be people that get fired or terminated from their job because there is just not enough money in the business or things are not looking good in the economy. If your company is trying to cut costs, they might lay off or fire some employees. So layoff is a more formal way to say fire someone or terminate them. Trade off. When you trade off something, it means you exchange it for another thing. So sometimes my husband and I trade off taking care of our kids so that the other person can enjoy some relaxing time or they can get some work done and then we'll trade off again and the other person will take care of the kids. Another way you can use this phrasal verb is if there's a compromise. Maybe you can say, I like where I live. It's very affordable. But the trade-off is that I have to commute a long time to work. That means it takes you a long time to drive. But the trade-off is it's cheaper to live in the place. So there's a compromise involved. One thing compromises for the other. It's a trade-off. Push off. When you decide to begin something, you can say we're going to push off. And this phrasal verb is especially useful if you are in a boat because you need to push off the dock and you need to start going. If you want to say you are physically pushing something in order to start going, you can say you're pushing off of it. To show off is also a very common phrasal verb in the United States. When you are showing off something, it means you are drawing a lot of attention to an ability that you have, a talent, or something that you own that you think is really just special and everyone should look at. A lot of people do not like when others show off, especially if they are showing off fancy clothes or fancy cars or whatever it may be. But sometimes we can use this phrasal verb in a positive way. You might say, oh, I want to show off my new phone I got to you. You might think it's interesting. This just means you want to draw attention to it. You want to show your friend how cool it is, and they probably will like to see it as well. After this English lesson, I encourage you to show off all of the new phrasal verbs that you learn. That means use them all in your conversation because people will be impressed by all of your new English knowledge. Set off. Another way to say that you are beginning a journey or a trip is to say you are setting off. 
Another way we can use this phrasal verb is if something is going to ignite or start, we can say we are setting it off. For instance, if you walk into a house and open the door really quickly and an alarm system starts blaring or sounding, you can say, oh no, we set off the alarm. Or you can say, we set off the timer. That means the timer started to make noise. Let off. When you let off something or someone, it means you are going to release them or release whatever it might be. A really common phrase is we're going to let off some steam. Now, if you're cooking and you let steam out of the pot, you let off the steam, I mean, you let it escape from the pot you're cooking in. But we use this idiom to say we are going to just kind of relieve some stress. So maybe if you're really annoyed with someone and stressed out about it, you talk about it to your friend and you say, I'm just letting off steam. I feel better now. Or if you're going to just relax since you've been stressed out, you can say, I'm just letting off some steam. Another common way we use this phrasal verb is we want to say that we are going to leave work. It's our time to go. We can say, I was let off work at four. I'm going to be let off work early. This means you're going to be released from work early. When something makes a loud noise or becomes active, you can say it's going off. So again, if you have an alarm that's sounding either in the morning or an alarm system like a fire alarm, you can say it's going off when it starts to make noise. Or you could say, my alarm went off at 6 o'clock in the morning. That means that was the time that you set your alarm for and it started making noise. Other things that can go off are fireworks like big lights. Or you could say a siren went off. That means it started flashing and making noise at the same time. So when something goes off, it just is loud and bright. Dry off. When you want to say that you are removing the wetness from something or the water, you can say you are drying it off. After a shower, you have to dry off your body. Or if you're out in the rain and you get all wet, you might say, I need to go inside and dry off. Fight off. When you fight off someone or something, you defend from it very aggressively or you are successful when you're defending against it. A common way to use this phrasal verb is you can say, I'm fighting off a cold. That means you're trying to get healthy. Maybe you're eating healthy. You're drinking orange juice and vitamin C so that you don't get sick. You're fighting off the cold. You're not completely sick yet, but you might start to get sick. Or if you were fighting an animal, like a bear, you could say, I'm fighting off a bear. That means you're trying to get the bear to go away. You're defending yourself or your family. Let's move on to some phrasal verbs containing after. Look after. When you look after someone or something, you are taking care of it. When I was a kid, I was in charge of looking after my brother. That means I would make sure he's safe and take care of him. Or you might ask someone to look after your pet, like your dog or your cat, when you're on vacation. That means they're taking care of them. To take after. When you say that someone takes after another person, it means they resemble them in some way. We often use this phrasal verb when we're talking about a family. So we could say... The son takes after his father. That means he either looks like him or acts like him. Or you can say, wow, you really take after your sister. That means you resemble your sister. So this phrasal verb take after is used mainly to talk about family members that resemble each other. To run around after some people or some tasks, 
means you're spending a lot of effort dealing with these things. So let me give you a few examples of this phrasal verb. I couldn't get any work done because I was running around after my kids. This is used very informally to say you were taking care of your kids, you were playing with your kids, whatever your kids needed. You were involved in that activity so you couldn't do your work. Or maybe you are at your job and you can say, I've been running around after these sales all day. That means you've been dealing with whatever you're selling and you haven't been able to accomplish anything else. So it just means that you are dealing with something and it's kind of chaotic and it's keeping you very busy. It's a great informal phrasal verb to use to run around after something. If you are literally running and chasing something, you can say you are chasing after it or you are chasing after the person. If there is a criminal on the loose, the police will be chasing after them. Or if your dog is running outside, you could say, I'm chasing after my dog. That means you're trying to catch up to your dog and you're literally running to catch them. Go after. When you go after something, you're usually talking about a goal or ambition that you are really, really trying hard to accomplish. So maybe you are working a job, but it's really your dream to be a singer. And one day you go after your dream of being a singer. That means you try to accomplish that goal. It's important to go after your dreams or try to do the things that you really, really want to do. To get after someone means that you are trying to encourage someone or a group of people to do something. So you're being really, really encouraging. This phrasal verb is super important in sports. The coach will get after the team if they're not working hard and they'll say, come on, we can do this, we can win. You guys need to work harder. They're getting after their team. Our last group of phrasal verbs all use before. When you say that something comes before, you can say that it literally is coming before in chronological order. So lunch comes before dinner or breakfast comes before lunch. Or you can use this phrasal verb to mean that something is more important than another thing. So for me, my children come before anything else. That means they're more important than anything else. And this is a very common way to use this phrasal verb. Or you can say school comes before sports. So for kids or for adults that are in college, it's more important to focus on schoolwork than sports. Or if you think work is more important than play, you can say work comes before play. This means maybe the time of work comes before play, but also it's just more important to you. And another phrasal verb that's just like this one is put before. When you want to say that something will be more important than another thing, or you're choosing for it to be more important, you can say it's put before. So their needs are put before my needs. Or you can say work is put before play. This means it's more important than. Go before. This phrasal verb can be used to say that you are going to appear in front of people. A lot of times, this phrasal verb is used in the legal sense. Someone will go before a judge. This means they will appear in front of a judge in a courtroom. Or you can say, the lawyer is going to go before the judge and argue for his client. This means they're going to appear or start talking in the courtroom. What did you guys think of this English lesson? Let me know in the comments. And I encourage you to subscribe to English with Kayla for more English lessons like this. 
I'll show you some more important phrasal verbs in the next lesson that's on the screen. Thanks guys for watching. I'll see you in the next video. Bye.